Hi everyone, thank you so much for being here today. You are listening to the Commitment to Growth podcast and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the show. Welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing today? I hope you're all having a wonderful start to your day. Hope you're having a wonderful afternoon, evening, wherever this episode happens to find you in your day. I just hope you're well. I just hope this finds you at a place where you are happy and If we're not there yet, then I hope that this gives you a boost of serotonin and joy because this is a very, very special conversation. Before we dive into that though, let's do a little check-in as we have been doing so far. How are you from 1 to 10 today? How are you feeling? What are you grateful for today? What has been your highlight of the day so far? emphasizing the positivity a little bit because I think that we're so quick to to judge ourselves for what could have gone better or what we could have been doing better but it's also completely fair and important and equally as valid to focus on the good things of the day and to really emphasize those little wins so that was today's check-in I hope that served you a little bit and helps you ground you I y'all (laughs) this episode, this conversation, these guests, mind-boggling. For Just brace yourself for the content that I'm about to bring you today. So, if you have been around for long enough, then maybe you were here, rewind to about exactly a year ago, to when the podcast was A Perspective by MJ. We have rebranded since then. We have gone full circle into something a bit more niche, a bit more specific, and very much aligned with the goals of the podcast. But point being, if you were here about a year ago when we were still in that phase of figuring ourselves out, (laughs) then maybe you listened to my episode with Marissa Heyman, who is a life coach, and she documents her self-love journey online very intimately, very vulnerably, and in just such a beautiful way that really invites you in to reflect on yourself while cultivating self-love and self-compassion. And we had an amazing conversation. Definitely go check it out because Marissa just spills so much knowledge that I still hold so close in my heart today. And in this episode, I wanted to bring her back with her partner, Kathleen, and talk about self-love and relationships, how we find ourselves in relationships, but also how we maintain integrity and individuality within our relationship. Because I think that we throw around the narrative so much of, oh, you're my better half. Oh, you're, you know, my yin to my yang, the peanut butter to my jelly, (laughs) you know, that stuff. And that doesn't mean that, you know, two people can complement each other. That's the beautiful thing about relationships. But when we start seeing somebody that we choose to pursue something intimate and committed with, I think that often we fall into the trap of seeing them as the person that completes us, when in reality we are already whole before we enter a relationship. And I think shifting into that mindset is so important to not develop unhealthy attachment or dependency. And I really wanted to dive into that topic in this conversation. So, I asked Marissa and Kathleen to come on. They blissfully and thankfully said yes. And I 
<laughs> like I I wish you could have seen me during this conversation on Zoom because I was my mouth was open the whole time. I was just trying so hard to absorb everything and I had to go back when I was re-listening to this to edit it and just do the final touches. I was like, "Wow, I am so thankful that I had these two beautiful humans on the podcast and for the amount of knowledge and beautiful insight that they dropped on here. So I'm super excited for you to listen. To give you a bit of an intro as to who they are, as I've mentioned, Marisa is a life coach, previously also involved in the health and fitness industry. Kathleen is a personal trainer herself as well, also documenting her fitness journey, her self-love journey, and her journey with Marisa online. And both of them are recently new podcast hosts as well of the Live in the Life podcast, where they help their listeners achieve the life that they want for themselves in a very holistic, multifaceted aspect through fitness, through mental health, through developing a relationship with yourself, with others, finding the things that fill your soul to really find a routine that fills you and nourishes you so that you can then pour back out into the world what you give to yourself, but still stay in that fine balance of giving and taking for yourself and others. So they are brilliant individuals who are doing such incredible things for the community. One of them being free group hikes in their hometown, which is so cool. I wish I was in Ontario as well. What the heck? Otherwise I would totally go, but you get to hear them on here. And if you check them out on Instagram and I have linked all their socials below, you can tune into that journey as well. So I am super duper excited for this conversation. Please have a pen and pencil. You're not going to want to, or a pen, pen and pencil, paper and a pen or a pencil or whatever you use to write. You know, it's, it's a free country. It's a free world. Um, <laughs> um, whatever you want to write with, you're going to need it because there is so much to take away from this episode and from the experiences of these two women. And I could not be more excited to introduce them to you. So without further ado, here are Marissa and Kathleen. Before we get into the episode, I do want to acknowledge that this episode was recorded on the land of the Lenkwangan-speaking peoples, specifically the Songhees and Esquimalt nations. And I want to recognize that I am an uninvited visitor and settler to this land. And I want to recognize that I am still learning about the ancestral roots of this land, of the natural forces that have created this land and that continue to drive people and communities to this land and away from this land in ways that help us revisit humanity and what it really means to have a relationship to the land that revitalizes us and amidst the colonialism and the capitalism that prevent us from seeing these relationships i look forward to continuing to further my education through building rapport with the indigenous communities of this land and i extend my gratitude to them and their infinite wisdom about this ancestral land and how we can continue to show up to be better visitors and settlers upon this land. And now for the episode, here you go. Okay, everyone, I am so excited because I am joined today by the wonderful Kathleen Holt and Marissa Heyman. Ladies, say hi. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> 
be here. It's so oh, cool because I was you. on the show with Mariana last year. She and was. so it's like a whole full circle thing where it's like, okay, like all these different things have now come about before we're talking about self-love and like taking care of self and really just being there for yourself. And now I get to talk about like how how this whole thing works also with my partner, which is super exciting. So that's yeah, I'm so excited. I know. Thank you so much for being here. And yeah, Marissa was here a year ago when even before the podcast rebranded, it was a perspective by MJ when you were last year, which is wild. Um, So the podcast has gone full circle. You've very much changed in the last year from when I've been following along on your journey. And I'm super excited to dive into this conversation with you and to do my first ever three-way interview, but I could not think of a better duo to do it with. So ladies, thank you for being here. Why don't you both... Man, you're just setting me up for those jokes. Come on. <laughs> Doesn't have to be serious. We can be, this is all about being lighthearted. Nice. Why don't, why don't you both um, take a second and just start us off by telling us a little bit about yourselves individually, just so people know who you are. Can I give her a go? Sure. So, <laughs> I'm Marissa. You'll probably get used to our voices in a second. Okay. I'm Marissa. I've been a life coach for two years. Before that, I was in the fitness and health industry for seven years. And what I really do is I like to help people who are overwhelmed, who are like, I can't figure this out. How do I get myself around? Like, I help them figure out their body, figure out their minds, figure out their emotions and get to a place where they can go back to doing the basic things to support themselves physically and mentally so they can actually feel amazing. So my background, I know if you want to go back to one of the old episodes, you can hear more about the story, but I was raised very religious and in a place where I was really not taught to love and appreciate and celebrate myself. And so I had all these limiting beliefs and all this lack of self-love, which is really where that journey stemmed from. And then mm-hmm. through going through the fitness industry and then shifting into life coaching, I learned all about how the body and the mind work and how to love myself for me, rather than just loving myself based off of how I look or how I perform or what I can do for other people. So it's been an adventure. It's been a crazy journey, but really I'm just a human being who's figuring it all out as I go. I mess up (laughs) all the time, but I, at the core of my being at the core of my heart, like I know that I am special. I know I have a purpose and that it's being me. And that as long as I keep taking responsibility and doing that next step, I'm going to figure it out as I go. So that's a little Mm -hmm. bit about me and yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, Kathleen go ahead and for me so I have always loved fitness so I'm, I'm a personal trainer I've been a trainer now for eight years and it's something that I loved I was into sports growing up and it's something that Marissa makes fun of me she's like god you're one of the few people that like just if you if you didn't get any of the benefits out of working out you just continue to work out mm-hmm. and and it's something that for my, for my mental health, for my physical health, it's been something that I've seen a lot of growth from. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to make it feel good and fun for myself. And I'd be being able to build a life of health and balance that doesn't feel like I'm forcing things. And so I know through working with a lot of clients that can feel like work and it can feel like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to do my workout or it's last on the totem pole. You know, I need to take the kids somewhere. I need to um, do this for work. I need to clean the house. And then the very, very end comes my health. So Mm -hmm. I've really found a passion in finding out 
how people can find joy in fitness and health, but also make mm -hmm. it something that doesn't take up too much time and something that they can incorporate in their life so that they can live a life that they love to live. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you firstly so much, both of you for sharing a little bit about yourselves. And I think that you bring such important kind of like multifaceted aspects of life to your careers and ultimately into your relationship, which we'll, we'll get into. But um, Marissa, you came on last year and really talked about your journey and how you've gone through kind of like the untaming, the unbecoming of what you were taught. And now you're turning that into a career and a platform where you're teaching people, you know, how to love themselves for being authentically themselves. And then I love that Kathleen, you bring kind of like the physical side of that. And I think that it's so important that you both, I think it's really cool that you both mesh from the um, I guess Marissa's kind of got like the mindset part down and Kathleen, you've got the, the physical part down, which is holistic health at the end of the day. Right. So yeah. I love that. That's amazing. And tell us how you met. <laughs> Marissa, you kind of uh. shared that last year, but let's, let's hear it from, from both of your perspectives. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Some people, I, I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about, um, love at first sight. And I was mm. chuckling to myself and I was like, yeah, I mean, Marissa's beautiful, but <laughs> we, we did not, it was not love at first sight at all. It, it was something yeah. that grew over time. We were both working at the same gym. And I remember the first mm. day that I came into <laughs> the gym, <laughs> this is like where Marissa's bubbly personality comes out I, I remember you know when you're walking into your first day at work and you're nervous and you're like okay I'm gonna be yeah. meeting all these new people I have to like yeah. figure out how to do things and so I was I was at a filing cabinet and I was grabbing my clients files and stuff and like feeling a little bit nervous and this girl comes bounding into the gym <laughs> and she's yeah. like throws her hands up in the air she's like I'm Marissa. Nice to meet you. And she like, oh my gosh. A big hug. And I was standing there like, oh my God, who is this crazy person? <laughs> so, so at the beginning, I was like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> and then, yeah. and, and then we became friends. And I think that that's where it's, it, it's a really beautiful relationship because we were friends first. And mm -hmm. And from my perspective, to be able to see Marissa's growth throughout that time, like at the beginning, mm. I noticed that there were certain, and, and everyone has this, but there were certain insecurities within herself. And I could see that playing out. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, mm. and I wouldn't say that I was attracted to her at that point. But then as she started to grow as a person and she was able to overcome a lot of that stuff, then through that, I started looking at her and I was like, oh, wow, this is like a beautiful human being. And, and mm. I started to be more attracted to her because of that. Wow. From my perspective, <laughs> I, don't remember meeting, I don't remember meeting Kathleen at all because this is how I met everybody. I was like, hi, this is me. Right? Like, this is just my energy. Where When I'm in my happy place, I just become this massive, big light like this is just me so mm. I don't even remember me and Kathleen she was just another one of the the new trainers who I was like oh, <laughs> oh right yeah, but I exactly. it was very interesting because like Kathleen said like, yeah we became friends first but even before that like the first couple months of us working there we didn't really become friends because and like mm. Kathleen said this before she's like, like you were just 
like you were very insecure and it's true. I was like, looking back, I mm. was in a different relationship at that time, but I was still trying to figure out like, what do I want? Where am I at? Like, who do I actually want to be? And I didn't yet know how to realize like, actually, I didn't want to be in that relationship anymore, but it was through that relationship ending. And then I went on this whole journey of rebuilding relationships. I, I went to this divorce and separation center where I did a lot of work on myself mm-hmm. and uh, I did this course. And it was through that, that I ended up really, really doing a lot of, that was a massive point of, of personal growth. And that was really when Kathleen and I became friends, but also like, that's like she said, like she, she's seen my journey and she's seen me grow. But I think it's also important to realize like there was a point where she wasn't attracted to me not even just as a human being and looking for a partner, but like, not at all. Like, like mm-hmm. there's a point where it's like us being friends period just wouldn't have happened because of the level and the place I was at in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny too. I mean, mm-hmm. man, like talk about growth. Marissa has definitely mm-hmm. gotten me to grow a lot as a human being. Like before we met, I had never really been with a woman before. And so she, she, by being her amazing self really pulled that out of me. And then I was like, holy shit, I, <laughs> I'm attracted <laughs> to a woman. Okay. Yeah. So that, mm-hmm. so that was a whole other, whole other level of growth and, and realizing, okay, so I can continue to play small and keep pushing down this part of myself and be quote unquote, like safe, Mm. or I can, you know, risk, risk it all and kind of tell everyone, Hey, like this, this is a real part of me. And I can, I can risk it to, to be with this person who I was really in love at that point with. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you spend so many years hiding yourself and being scared Mm. and, and not really even allowing yourself to, to even believe that that's a part of you because you've buried it. So like, because I buried it so deeply, I don't even think I could look back and say that I knew that I was burying it because it just wasn't even Mm. an option. Like I'm not even going to allow myself to go there, but she, Mm. yeah, the, the possibility of loving her and growing a life with her was worth all of that fear. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna, (laughs) we're going to move forwards with this because yeah, the the possibility Mm -hmm. of not having her in my life was way more scary than coming out. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. My heartstrings are (laughs) pulled in so many directions right now. You guys, y'all, y'all can't see us, but I'm smiling and Marissa smiling, Kathleen smiling. So (laughs) thank you so much. And I'm going to try not to ramble for too long because, but both of you touched on two, I think I'll pull apart two really important points. The first being, um, Kathleen, what you touched on about how when you initially met Marissa, you weren't necessarily attracted to her yet, but it was through getting to know each other and building that connection that then stuff started fostering and, you know, that seed was planted. And I think that an idea that I've really come to believe is that love at first sight yes like you can have an attraction at first sight with somebody but love is built you know I think it's very much something that requires dedication and commitment and time and discomfort when you meet somebody that you find that potential in that you're like okay like how are we building a foundation that then is going to give rise to experiences and conversations and moments where we are 
you know, touching heaven together kind of thing. Like I very much think that it's something that is built. I don't think that we give enough credit to that because I think so many people walk into relationships expecting that it's going to be this instant connection and it's going to be love at first sight. And if that doesn't feels like anything other than that, then this isn't meant to be. But it's like, no, you know, we all are humans with imperfections. We all have past experiences that may not allow us to show up in the ways that a person needs us to um, for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean that we're not worthy of that person meeting us halfway and us figuring out how to do that together, you know? So that was such an important point. And I'm so glad that you've kind of brought light to that because I think it's something people need to embrace more in kind of the relationship aspect. Um, And then something that both of you touched on is that I think you both had to shed parts of yourself to then allow each other to see each other fully. I recently read, um, oh, what's her name? Brianna Weiss. Uh, She's the author of uh, The Mountain Is You, but also um, this book called This Is How You Heal. And she has this quote in the book that just changed me so much because I recently went through um, a breakup myself. And in the quote, she says, I'm going to butcher it, but it's something about how um, you have to shed parts of yourself and you have to allow yourself to break to allow the version of you that's going to blossom so you can you can show that blossomed aspect of you to another person kind of thing so I think that both of you kind of had to do that in your own way to you know then kind of embody what you need to be for each other and to step into a version of yourself that could then attract what you actually needed or deserved you know so I rambled on for a second there but I just I love that you both touched on that because it's so so important to acknowledge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that this is something that Marissa and I constantly talk about. Like you said, it's, it's something when you're in a relationship that you need to continue to work on and grow. And it's something that we've mm-hmm. talked about where if, if one person is growing in a certain area and the other person is not, then there's this disconnect where you have two options where either you can stop your growth and you can go down to the level of your partner. So then Mm -hmm. you guys are on the same frequency or you're up leveling and they're not, and there's probably going to be a misalignment. And then the the relationship cannot continue because you're on two different wavelengths. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's something that we're, that we're continuously having conversations about and, and making sure that we're holding each other accountable to that and and continuously supporting each other in in growth in different areas of life yeah totally I think that's so important because I think that it's that's something that is very out of control of the people in the relationship like life is naturally going to pull the two people in directions that they need to go in right but I think when you commit to someone whether it's through you know dating or marriage or whatever that looks like you're committing to their ability to adapt to those ebbs and flows of life right and if they're willing to adapt to that to still meet you halfway in some aspect um because when they're when they're not then that's where like the the, the disconnect um is further enforced you know i want to ask you as well um so you both were kind of going through big shifts when you met each other um meeting each other was like a big pivotal shift for both of you 
and Marissa, you were going through a very big transition in your life. And when you got together, when you kind of realized that you had feelings for each other, I feel that a lot of people, I hear from a lot of people, you know, I'm not ready to be in a relationship because I haven't either worked on these aspects of myself enough or I don't feel like I'm ready. Um, But I think that you're never going to feel ready to get into your idea of a perfect relationship or what you envision a relationship to be. So what has that been like for both of you independently kind of recognizing that you're at a place where you can be better, but still also recognizing that you're worthy to be in a relationship? Like what has that journey been like? Well, it's really interesting because, well, last time here, this is just for everyone who listened last time when I was on Ariana's show. And I still remember this, like this is, I've been on tons of podcasts, but this is one moment that still stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And you asked me, you're like, when was the moment that you realized that you didn't love like yourself, like, or that like when you fully realized and kind of woke up to that self-love journey. And I remember I shared the moment where I first fully felt that I loved myself and the experience Mm -hmm. I had, but the moment when I actually came fully aware of that I didn't love myself. And I was, I was still healing this last year. So I didn't share it on the show because I was still going through it, but it was when I cheated on my boyfriend and I still, Mm. and that's why my previous relationship ended. It's my boyfriend never would have known, but I told him it like it had happened like a couple months before and it just kept eating away at me. And I remember after it happened, I was like, this isn't me. This is not something I planned or want to happen, but it was I was not happy. And if you're not connected to that and you're not able to realize that and change, then unconsciously you're going to find a way to sabotage it, to get yourself out of that place, which just, you know, isn't meant for you. Right. So Mm -hmm. it was in January when I told him, and that's really what kickstarted this whole thing. I, that's why I went to this relationship rebuilding program. It was this, this, this 12 week, three month program where I worked with a relationship coach, where I was at this divorce center, because I was trying to fix myself. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I am this horrible person who obviously doesn't love herself enough and has now disrespected this person who I love and care for so much. And so I went into this course thinking I had to fix myself. And that was in January. And then so through this, I was, I like, I moved out from with my partner to give him space. And I was living with at different, different places, but I was, I was figuring out. So that's when also Kathleen and I started to hang out more. So she was one of the first people who I was like, Hey, like, this is where I'm actually at. This is why I'm actually not living with my partner anymore. It's not just that uh, we're taking a break and we're seeing what we want. I'm like, it's that, like, I really hurt him. I was unfaithful, but then also learning, like, but realizing having that self-love and that compassion to realize like, but at the core of it all, it wasn't me trying to hurt him. It was me just realizing, like, I don't know even how to love myself and that this isn't right where I'm meant to be right now. And I didn't know how to ask for my needs and say, this isn't what's what I want anymore. So like, that was, actually what was going on in the background and this whole relationship rebuilding thing and preparing me for this this next relationship like I was as soon as I got out of that relationship I was like I need a minimum I was like I, I should promise to myself I will not date for at least a year and here's the mm-hmm. dates and the timelines <laughs> and all that yeah. and that was January February mm-hmm. March April was when I did this this course May, I went on a solo travel trip because my my relationship coach, she told me, she's like, once you finish this course, you have to go backpacking solo for at least a month. So I did. I went there. She's like, you have to go be with yourself. And then when we got back, we got together in June. So mm. that's a very fast timeline. And I remember like, I even like after I started, like when I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, like I like this girl. Like I only started to really realize it um, in like 
in April, I think there was a couple little signs. I was 100% oblivious still. Um, while I was on my trip is where I really became aware of like, oh my goodness, these are real things that are like real feelings that are coming up. One of the exercises I had to do in the rebuilding relationship course was write down what my ideal partner was. And then I told my parents at Easter. So in April, I was like, yeah, I was like, I realized that Kathleen's my list. So if there's a girl out there like that, there's got to be a guy for there for me. And like right over my head, like 100% oblivious to the fact that <laughs> this was my person. And this is what I really wanted just because I was like, she's not a guy. So it doesn't work. Right. Um, <laughs> but like it was so fast. And I remember sitting down with my relationship coach and being like, is this too fast? Like, like this, this is my, based off of all the work I've done, this is my list. This makes sense. My heart feels like it's in it, but like, how do I know I'm actually ready? Because less than six months ago, I cheated on a partner. Like Mm. that was like, I'm like, am I actually ready? Or is this just me being delusional again? Because I didn't Mm. think I was going to cheat on my partner. So maybe I also don't think that this is a horrible idea, but maybe it is like, how much do I maybe not know about what's actually going on? So having that person outside of myself who was working with me through my healing process, like specifically a relationship coach, because that's what the hard thing for me at the time was. I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing that helped me know I was ready in those moments when I wasn't sure if I could trust myself, but it was that, but it was also that solo trip and all the work I was doing on myself. I would get to this place where I was like super dropped into my being. I could feel my nervous system was regulated. I could feel I was calm. I didn't have the words for that at the time, but that's exactly what it was is I was taking care of myself physically and mentally. I was dealing with my shit, owning up to all the stuff, Mm -hmm. feeling the pain, being in it, like the amount of nights I'd spend crying, processing through this doing all the work I was doing it so it was hard but I was at a place where I was connected enough calm enough and had enough clarity that I was like yeah this really does feel right and then in the moments mm-hmm. when I was like okay maybe I'm just fucking with myself maybe I'm actually still <laughs> having that person who had been with me on the journey was a professional in this area and had seen the, and had done the work and seen me go through it being like like yeah you're right that, it might get messed up that's okay do you have the tools to then be able to manage that Like, do you have the tools to be able to work through this? Is it okay that you go into this space and potentially everything falls apart? Like, yeah, like that's okay. Like, it's okay for you to think this is exactly what you want. And then three months from now, realize that this actually just was a rebound, even though you didn't think it was like, yeah, and it's okay that you might break apart, but are you willing to potentially do that? Right? Like, so she was very, very real, but she also gave me permission to go for it. Well, knowing like I might, it might be a mess up. And like, you don't have to know guaranteed 100% be like, this is your person. Because even now we talk about this, we talk about this now. I'm like, I think we're going to be together forever. Like we're engaged. I've said yes to spend the rest of my life with you. But like Kathleen said before, like if someone's not growing, if someone changes, Mm -hmm. if someone has new goals and dreams, if suddenly the person who I want to spend my life with, Kathleen decides that she doesn't want to be that person anymore because it doesn't feel right to her. That's okay. Like it's and vice versa. If I decide I want new goals, new dreams, I want to live and be a different person than I am now. And who I evolve into is someone who she doesn't want to be with. That's also okay. And yeah, like that's sometimes hard to say and to realize, but like, that's, that's how that is. And I don't think it's fair for anyone Mm -hmm. to kind of stay stuck in a relationship just because at one point you said, this was my person who I want to be with. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's going to, it's always going to be evolving. But I think the moment, like, if you feel like you're ready to be in that relationship and you know you're in a place where you're calm you're grounded you're connected you know you're really doing the work 
And also if you have people who you know and you trust who mm-hmm. are either have experience and so therefore they're the experts or they're actual experts, like having that other person outside of you who can see and zoom out and see the whole picture and kind of tell you like, hey, this is actually where you're at. This is actually what's going on. I think that those two things, like be connected to yourself, be grounded first, and then also have that other person to tell you you're not crazy. It's okay. This is safe. You can go Mm -hmm. for this. Those were the two things that really helped me be ready to jump into a relationship so quickly and know that this was the right time and place. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that for Marissa and I, I think that one of the big things that has really at least been nice for me in the relationship is that there is no expectation of we have to fix each other or that we have to like make like Mm -hmm. each other better we're we're only there to support I don't like if she's going through a hard time I don't need to swoop in even though maybe that sometimes my my knee-jerk reaction is like go into fixed mode of like okay you're having this problem what are we going to do about it let's like let's figure this out let's brainstorm sometimes it's just like I'm having a hard time and I just need to hear you and then that's it and, and that takes, yeah. that gives her her own power because she is a whole person that can figure out her own stuff and step up and, and deal yeah. with it. And therefore we don't have any codependency in that. And then that takes the, the, the uh, pressure off of me to have to fix it for her. And then we, we stay on the same level of we're partners in this. It's not like me jumping into the rescuer. And I know that something that I found was really cool when she was doing her relationship and rebuilding course that I'd never heard before. There's this, um, she'll probably explain it way better than I will because she actually <laughs> did the course, but, but there's a, a triangle of um, rescuer and victim yeah. and what's the other one? Villain. Villain. Villain, yeah. yeah and, of course. And how we, can, how we can jump into um, when one person is the, the uh, when one person is the rescuer then, then they're making the other person feel like the victim and then people can swap into those different, those different archetypes. And, and we, you know, sometimes we'll catch ourselves doing that, but oftentimes we, we have enough, um, enough introspection and enough ability to call each other out to say like, Hey, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't need you to jump into that role or I'm able to do it myself, or I just need you to listen to me right now. And I think that it's so important that you like, that we just highlight, this is us now we're, we're almost five years into a relationship together. And like, we're both, I would say pretty dedicated to our own personal development and growth physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all in all the areas. So like, this didn't just happen. We're pretty aware individuals and we still fell into this. Like there was like looking back, oh, for sure. I would go rescue, rescue, rescue. That's where I'd get my validation from. Even after Mm -hmm. I'd gone through all the courses and I'd done this and I was aware of it, I would still do it. And then Mm -hmm. there's been periods of times where, yeah, then I would crash. I would go into burnout and I would want to be the victim. I'd want to be taken care of. I wouldn't want to take responsibility for myself and I would drag her into it. And we've had to communicate and learn over the years that that doesn't work. It keeps Mm -hmm. me stuck longer. And, And generally like I... I sometimes still deal with it and I'm, I'm really learning to take care of myself more. So I don't have to deal with it as much, but like depression, anxiety, binge eating, 
right? All those things have really been a huge part of my story and my history, and they still come up sometimes. But Mm. when I get to a place where I'm low and I start to then drag Kathleen into it, she tries to fix it. Like she says, she's now learned to let me support myself through the process and say, hey, how can I support you versus, hey, how can I fix you? Because that's such a Mm. different thing, right? She's, she wants Mm. to be the fixer, especially also in our relationship. Kathleen holds more the masculine energy. I hold Mm. more of the feminine and the masculine energy tends to be, how can I fix? How can I be the strong, the protector? And so seeing when you have, if you're in the masculine energy in your relationship, seeing when your woman or your feminine energy is in that low place where things are falling apart, then you as the big, strong person, you want to be like, I need to fix this because it flips back on you or then it's very easy for you to feel like, I'm not doing something right, or I'm not good enough because my partner's in this place rather than just realizing my partner's just on their own journey. And it's not my job to fix them. Mm. Just my job to love them in it, support them. And also my job that if for whatever reason, at some point, this is me, it gets in the way of me being true to myself, also being able to let them go. And that can also be really hard too, is when you're like, Hey, like there's been times where we've had conversations where she's like, Hey, if this doesn't change, if you don't figure this out, it's not right now, but at some point, this isn't going to work for me anymore. And that's Mm. another really hard thing too, is to realize like it's not you saying, I don't love you. I don't support you, but it's just how it is. Oh my gosh. There's so much I want to pull apart there. I, my heart and my mind are buzzing because this is just filled with so much substance, but (laughs) I want to talk about I'll flip back to a point that you mentioned um, previously, and then we'll jump right back to this because I want to pull stuff apart from this. This is juicy. <laughs> but you mentioned, um, I love that you brought up the point about you not being sure whether to commit to Kathleen at the time in your life that you were at. And I think that the the beautiful point that you made there was that you felt ready, but I guess conventionally your timing didn't fit with what I guess is socially expected quote-unquote um and I spoke about this in a recent podcast episode of mine but I think that we discredit ourselves so much and do ourselves such a disservice when we're living from our heart um because we tell ourselves no like I gotta think from the mind I gotta you know overcome my emotions and I'll live from emotion but there's a quote that goes, you know, the heart is used to believing before it can see kind of thing. And sometimes, you know, most of the time, actually, (laughs) love is irrational. And you do things because your heart is being called to it, regardless of whether or not you know the outcome at the end, right? And I think that that's kind of the silver lining, the like the hidden beauty of a relationship when you choose to make that commitment to somebody is that I don't know where this is going to go, um but I'm willing to put in the time and the commitment and dedication to build something with you that's beautiful and authentic and soul oriented regardless of what the outcome ends up being right I think that's that's what a relationship is at the end of the day so I just wanted to say that I love that you brought that up because you never know the outcome at the end of the day right like you could be with somebody for a year you could be somebody with 22 years in my parents case for example and in the end you know it doesn't go the way that that you plan to because again the natural ebbs and flows of life that pull you individually in different directions because before and during a relationship you are both still your own individual people so 
I just wanted to make that point because I just thought that was so important. But jumping back to um, what you were talking about there, just about um, taking on kind of like that triangle of different archetypes, I'm 100% the superhero archetype, always have been. Um, <laughs> yeah, Marissa's raising her hand, you can't see her, but yeah, um, it's a very conditioned thing. And Marissa, when you mentioned that it's what you get your worth from, 100% I relate to that on so many levels but you made such an interesting point of how you both sometimes have to call yourselves out or each other out um and also let each other just let the other person be and I think that's so hard because we're like oh this person's gonna think I don't love them or um that I'm not here for them I'm not getting what they need but sometimes that is what you have to do to when you really love a person right like if you love something let it go <laughs> kind of thing so mm. what has navigating that been like and how do you I guess when do you know if you're overstepping the line of being too much of a superhero and like where, where have you both found kind of like the balance in that I think that it goes back to really good open communication mm. in a relationship like mm-hmm. maybe one person needs more support but they Mm -hmm. need to also express to you what they need and how they need it maybe like Mm -hmm. I I know that there is a book called the five love languages Mm -hmm. and maybe you're always telling that person hey I love you you're amazing you mean so much to me but you're not spending enough time with them according to what they need And Mm -hmm. their love language is the time you spend with them. So you feel like because you're telling them, hey, I love you. Hey, you mean so much to me. And Mm -hmm. you're you're verbally expressing that. But in their head, they're like, they're never around. Therefore, they don't love me. So Mm -hmm. so so there there can be that disconnect there. So I think that really having an open, honest communication all the time with your partner is important. And Mm-hmm. And and opening that up and being non-judgmental and realizing that okay if this if this person is coming to me and and saying that I'm not spending enough time with them instead of me getting defensive and being like well you know I always tell you that I love you and you know I took out the mm-hmm. garbage and, and instead of needing to be right and this is something that I've definitely learned in a relationship that mm-hmm. it it's not worth me proving that I'm right. Like what, what is that going to accomplish at the mm. end of the day? Maybe mm. I feel like I'm giving her enough love, but obviously she's not receiving it. So mm. instead of me putting my foot down and, and digging my heels into the ground and being like, well, you're wrong because I do this, this, and this to show I love you. Taking a deep breath and being like, okay, yeah, I, I can put my ego aside. I can put aside the fact that I need to prove that I'm right and just be silent and let her be heard and take that in and be like okay yeah there there obviously is some area that I can improve on and Mm -hmm. and realizing that it's a two-way street and that I can only I can only deal with my my own input in the relationship Mm-hmm. And if I, if I'm able to take hold of that, then that gives me the power to, to at least change what I'm responsible for. And I think that that 
that gives a lot of ability within myself and the relationship to to give what she needs. Hey friends, I just want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, BetterHelp. If you are feeling stressed, overwhelmed, burnt out, and or low energy right now, and you're not sure of the steps that you need to take to help you feel like yourself again, then I want to help you come back home to yourself with this important resource. Since starting therapy, I've really seen how my relationship with myself and others have changed and how I am able to show up in all aspects of my life. But I've also realized that so many people do not have access to this essential mental health service. Therapy can have profound impacts on your well-being and you deserve the access to the tools that will help you become your best self and heal. So to help you do so, I have chosen to partner with BetterHelp, an online platform that offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience, and there is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help you assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, and you can exchange unlimited messages. Everything you share on here is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. And by joining BetterHelp, you are joining the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. So I have teamed up with BetterHelp to bring the Commitment to Growth podcast listeners 10% off your first month of therapy. To find a therapist and book your first session, go to betterhelp.com slash mariana10. That's betterhelp.com slash M-A-R-I-A-N-A-1-0. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast episode. And please reach out for help if you need it. Reaching out for help is not self-pity and it's not being weak. It is taking your mental health and your well-being into your own hands so you can better show up as the healed version of yourself that you need to be to get the most of your everyday life. Yeah, it's true. And I think that something else that's really important to highlight, because we talk about communication and we often we talk about what we say to the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's a lot less conversation about learning to hear what they're saying, which I think is so important because when you like mm-hmm. when I'm activated or when I if I'm triggered, I won't be in a place where I can say, hey, I don't feel loved. Right. I'll go into if I if I'm going into, let's say, the the villain mode, I'll be like, you aren't loving me. I'll go attacking. Right. Or I'll put myself into the victim or be mm-hmm. like, I never get enough love from you. You don't ever help me. Right. Like or if I'm going into the rescuer, if I kind of more stepping into that, it's like, look at all these things I'm doing for you. Right. But then same thing, kind of jumping back into like that victim. Like If I'm in a place where I can't communicate well, that's the other part of communication is learning how can you hear what the other person is saying and same thing if you're in a relationship where your partner maybe isn't aware of the love languages and they're not willing to put this work in and they don't know how to tell you and they're not willing to do the communication learning to hear what they're actually saying so learning for Kathleen to hear mm-hmm. oh she's saying she doesn't feel loved she's not saying I'm not doing enough to love her she's saying she doesn't feel loved that's like such a huge difference because then she's able to step back into that place of being like okay, it's not that I'm not doing it enough. It's that she doesn't feel this. So now how can I work through this? Cause that allows you to not get defensive. And with communication, like mm-hmm. I said, like that, that receiving side, same thing. When you think about the love languages, if you learn what your partner's natural love language of giving is, then even though if it's not your natural one of receiving, you can start to teach yourself and train yourself that every single time 
you see them loving in their version, you can say, oh, that's them saying they love me. So rather than you getting to this place where like, I don't feel loved because say my love language is acts of service and all they ever do is keep telling me how much they love me. Whenever you hear it say, okay, this is them doing the act of speaking the words that they love me. And so like learning to interpret what they're saying and interpret their love also makes it so much easier because most of the times when there's problems in relationships, it's because someone doesn't feel or doesn't trust or doesn't know that, hey, we're really what a relationship is, is we're in this together. We want to grow. We want the best for you. And this is a safe place. So if someone doesn't feel that, or they're not able to connect to that, that's when there's usually challenges, but yeah. that's why we're now at a place where I can go through my crazy days. <laughs> this is, mm-hmm. I know this was really funny. We're playing a game, walking outside the other day where it's like, I say a word. And then the first word that comes to mind, Kathleen says that word and we go back and forth. <laughs> Careful with this. It Careful can be a happened. trap. So, <laughs> along to like the word, like fun. Yeah. It was like, I was like sports and I was like fun. She was like play. I was like drama. She's like Marissa. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So like it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery <laughs> slope. Oh man. But, relationship I'm the one who tends to get more dysregulated I'm the one that Mm. tends to get thrown off I get pulled into anxiety my nervous system gets dysregulated I'm still Mm -hmm. learning how to ground myself and it takes a lot of work so knowing that 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 Kathleen then has to say okay cool this is how this is how do I adjust right and like when she proposed to me it was really beautiful one of the things that she said when she proposed to me was she's like I want to be by your side and I'm willing to fight through the fights that I can't see. And I'll keep fighting with you as you're fighting the battles that I have no idea what you're fighting. Like she Mm. doesn't know what it's like to be in those places of having to deal with the traumas from growing up. And those other things like she's like, I mean, everyone's got their stuff, but this is something like we've we've talked about too. It's like, yeah, like she's pretty normal. Like she doesn't, she doesn't. I had a pretty good upbringing (laughs) as upbringing go. Also being real that if you're two people, and I mean, if you're two people in a relationship who are both super grounded and have figured out your stuff, like right now we're at a place where it's really, really solid because we're both taking responsibility, doing the things we have to do to stay to this place of groundedness. But if you're two people in a relationship who both have a lot of shit that you're still dealing with, if you have someone who deals with anxiety, someone else deals with depression, someone's got an eating disorder, someone else has addiction, someone else has disassociation. Like these are all very real things that happen very regularly in society Mm -hmm. because life is set up to create dysregulation in our nervous system. And if you have two people who are dysregulated, it's really hard to have that communication and it's really hard to feel safe and to know, hey, my person loves me. Hey, I love them. And we're just figuring this out together. So like, if you can get to a place where you really know and you remember that, that's going to make it so much easier in those times when there is the disconnect to know, hey, this isn't that they don't love me anymore. And then we stop making up the stories in our head and we can just let the person go through their process and know this is part of life. We're going to work through it. We're going to figure it out. Or we're going to decide that this isn't the best for both of us anymore, which means that the best thing for both of us is going to be moving on, which is also okay. So it's a win-win at that point. Yeah. And and Marissa said, like, taking responsibility for yourself, I think, is the most important. I can remember a time... I don't remember this. It must be a year, year or two ago, a year, uh, a year or two ago. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and I remember sitting there and I think I was watching TV and like eating snacks or something, just not being my best self. 
And I, I was, I was looking back and I was like, oh, wow, I haven't really been like taking care of my health as good as I know that I, I can, or I want to for myself, maybe not showing up in my business as good and just not being my best self. And I kind of felt myself getting mad because I was like, I love this person so much. I love Marissa so much and I want the best for her. And how dare I not show up as my best self and take care of myself. She doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve like a, a half-assed partner. She deserves someone who's going to show up and, and, you know, eat good foods and take themselves on walks and, mm. and, and up level and, and go to the gym and all of that stuff. And so that was kind of kicking the ass to myself to be like, okay, wow, I, I should be taking care of myself for myself, of course, but also that's the best way I can love her is to take care of myself and be able to show mm. up best for me. Totally. Totally. I think that I love that the kind of overarching point that you both made there is that one of, I guess, like the biggest art to master, in my opinion, in a relationship is, is multifaceted. It's the art of being able to hear, but also being able to see. Kathleen, you kind of touched on kind of overcoming that ego complex of, well, I know, I perceive that I am giving you love and like what I think you need. But at the end of the day, we're all living separate realities based on how our experiences shaped us. And I think that is where it's so important to have open discussions with your partner about past relationships, what kinds of things you went through in childhood, because that shapes your perception of love and how you try and want to receive love so much later in life. That again, like even if the other person is like, well, I've been getting you flowers and buying you coffee and making you breakfast. It's like, yeah, I see it, but that doesn't mean that that's the way that I need to receive it from you. So I love that you brought that in because it's such an important thing to realize that like, just because you perceive that you're giving that person love and, you know, you're acting wholeheartedly from that, you know, it might not be the way that they need you to show up. And that's where the fine balance comes. Right. And I also love that you brought the point of kind of taking care of each other first. And I want to ask you, like, how do you each take care of each other individually? And then how do you kind of meet once you've done your separate work to kind of bring that and share that with each other? Sure. So I'm pretty high maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. So like I said, like I, and I know this about myself. She's got a lot of routines. (laughs) But but here's the thing is like, the reality is I still have lots of trauma I'm working through. The reality is my nervous system pretty easily gets dysregulated. I go into anxiety. I go into depression. If I don't take care of myself, old addictive patterns will come up. I like to just Mm. completely disconnect. I'll go crazy, crazy, crazy overwork. And then I'll go crazy, crazy, crazy exhaustion, shut down, don't want to deal with life. So my routines and what I have to do for myself, like I said, I'm very high maintenance, but when I show up and I take care of myself, I'm super high functioning and super high performing. So that's one of those things, like we say it all that we know about this, like Kathleen said, like people, they tend to put their health last and I've seen it time and time again, that when I neglect those basic things, if I don't move my body enough and my body needs a lot of movement, I need to be moving like 30 to 60 minutes minimum a day of like Mm. exercise, running, working out, yoga, something. Right. And to be honest, most human beings need this. We've just 
really let the norm become, oh, if you go for a 10 minute walk and that counts, like it's not enough. Like that's yeah. just the reality. It is not mm-hmm. enough to keep you grounded to just have a quick walk here and there. You need to get moving. Same thing with sleep. You cannot, you cannot skimp on this. Like I, my sleep has to be a solid. I have like usually a solid seven and a half hours a night. Plus I take a nap almost every day. It's like my brain needs to like, and sometimes I don't even sleep. I just lay down for half an hour closed and my brain runs, my body shakes, but it's like, that's what I need right now to help me regulate. So like doing those things, same thing with the food I eat. I used to eat really, really strictly from a place of, if my body doesn't look this way, I won't be loved. This is the quote unquote right way to be. This is the helpful thing. Mm -hmm. Now I've just learned if I don't eat that, what some people would call a strict way for me, it's just freeing because it allows me to actually feel connected to myself and allows me to show up in my relationship. So it doesn't feel like I'm restricting my food because I'm choosing to have structure around what I put into my body. So that way my mind is clear and my emotions can flow freely. I can process whatever I need to, but I can also fully show up in this relationship into life. So like those basics of figuring out how to make sure you take care of your body through movement, through sleep, through nutrition, and then figuring out like, what do you need for your mind to keep it on track, right? Like I need less TV. I need less screen time. I need to be outside more. I need to be reading, listening to podcasts, journaling, doing the things that helps my brain stay online. Cause it's so easy for my brain to run off in circles and for me to just think myself into a spiral and disconnect from life. That's just how I am. I'm super high maintenance. Like if most people looked at my life, they're like, holy shit, like your self-care is a full-time job. Yes. But that's but it is. That's you it. know, it always should be. And I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but like you say high maintenance, I hear self-love at its finest. Mm-hmm. Like I think that we don't realize. I think we 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 say like, oh, every Friday I'm gonna take a bubble bath and have a drink of wine or have a glass of wine. Sorry. <laughs> but it's like, no, it is a full-time job and it is like real self-love is the discipline that we put into those routines and those practices that we practice every single day because we know that without them we're not functioning the way that we want to and need to be so like I just I just wanted to make that point so you don't um you know like discredit yourself because I like you say high maintenance I hear like Mm -hmm. self self self-love at its finest so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make that point (laughs) and 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 there's it's funny because people will look at our lifestyle because we do have quite a healthy lifestyle like Marissa said Mm -hmm. there are things that we show up and do every day for ourselves and some people will look look in on that and be like oh my god that's that's a lot or that that would be overwhelming Mm -hmm. or that can be restricting and at the end of the day it's not restricting because it allows you to do the things that you love to do at the end of the day when I show up and do those basic things as Marissa said and we're all humans we all have those basic things of needing to eat good food, needing to get enough sleep, needing to move our body, needing to surround ourselves with loving people, needing to do meaningful work. Like there's specific things that is across the board, things that people need to do to live a healthy, Mm -hmm. fulfilling, loving life. And when you do those things, when you take care of your body, it opens up the possibility that then, you know, if, if I'm strong enough and healthy enough, I can go out and if my friend asks me, hey, do you want to go on a hike, Kathleen? You know, it's going to be like decently challenging. I don't need to be like, 
oh, I don't know, because my energy is so low and my knees are achy. And I don't know if I can show up to that. I can just be like, wow, I really want to spend time with you and do this fun thing. Hell yes, I'm in like, I want to do this. So it, it, it opens up the freedom rather than being restrictive. 100%. And I think it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, right? Like if it's what's working for you and it's giving you the leeway to do the things that you want to and show up in the way that you want to, like that's all it has to make sense to you, you know? Um, So I love that. And thank you both for sharing that. I think that's so important. And I hope people are writing this down (laughs) as they're listening. Um, I want to switch gears real quick before we get into our rapid fire round. Um, these two lovely ladies have a platform and are now fellow podcast hosts of the Living the Life podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that project and how you started it and how it's going, please? Yeah, it's, (laughs) it is, it's been so much fun. It's something that, like I said, Marissa and I, well, we've been in the health and fitness industry now for a while and we, we've gotten a good grasp through, through working with so many people and doing so many Mm -hmm. courses and just living our own lives, we've really been able to, I feel like find the sweet spot where we can really live a good life. And that, and that's where the idea of living the life comes. We have so many people in our life looking in, asking us like, how do you guys do it? You look like you're Mm -hmm. always having so much fun. You have such a good loving relationship. Mm-hmm. you you are healthy you're strong you're able to you know find balance throughout the day it's just like how are you doing it and so yeah. we're like, okay after we've had so many people ask us this like we we need to get this out there because there there are so many people that aren't living their best life and not because mm-hmm. they don't want to and not because they're not trying to but I think that they just maybe don't know how and they don't have the tools so that's mm-hmm. where that came in yeah, we were talking about it for like over a year. And then we were like, we just mm-hmm. have to start this. We just have to start putting it out because it yeah. is it's something which is so like Kathleen said before, like, there's certain things that are necessary. And that you said it too, you're like, there's things that we need as human beings, but we're neglecting them. Like these things that, and, and it's funny because like even the word I used after hearing you say it, like, thank you for pointing that. Like I use the word high maintenance. You can tell there's still something in my programming and my beliefs, which feels guilty mm-hmm. about yeah. saying, Hey, these basic things I need, which take a lot of time. This is not okay. Or this is me selfish doing that. We're realizing like, they're actually just basic needs. And mm-hmm. like you said, at the beginning, I've shifted into more managing the, the mind stuff. Kathleen's shifted into managing the body. Well, she's, well, that's where she's always been, right? Starting kinesiology. <laughs> trainer. Um, but like, yeah. it's those two things and realizing this human experience, this thing that you're in, it doesn't matter what your goals are. It doesn't matter if you want to have a family. It doesn't matter if you want to grow this career. If you want to build this community, it doesn't matter what your life goal is. You are a human being who has a human body and a human mind. And until you learn and start to take care of those things and build the habits around that, you're always going to be limiting yourself or you're going to struggle with that. So it's like, how can we build a community which celebrates all of it? Like, and our pillars are health, fun, love, and abundance. It's like, 
Yeah. How can you have fun? Well, you also have amazing love and relationships for yourself and for others and for your partner, but also can you make a bunch of money and have abundance of your time and money? Like how can you also then make sure that you're healthy through this? Because so often we see where someone, they have to sacrifice something. They think, Oh, if I'm super healthy though, then I can't have any fun. That's not the truth. No. Yes, it's going to take some discipline. It's going to take some figuring out and learning to build this lifestyle and doing some habits. It's not going to be easy, but it's not the truth that you can't have it all. It just means it's going to take some time and we're still figuring it out. But we're like, how can we figure this out with other people? Because when you're doing it alone, it gets lonely, it gets hard. And then you're like, I'm just that one who's off by myself being high maintenance rather than realizing like, no, this is actually <laughs> normal. This is mm-hmm. normal and healthy and it should be the norm. So then building that community, Mm. it's like, how can we help people really get what we have? Because I think everyone deserves to have health, fun, love, and abundance the way they want it to in their life. Totally. And I think recognizing that as someone's partner is super important, right? Like I might perceive my partner, like Kathleen could say, oh my gosh, like Marissa's doing all this stuff. It takes so much time. But in a way, that's also you indirectly showing her, I just want to pause myself real quick I'm not saying that's what Kathleen says at all I'm just making an example here (laughs) (laughs) but like in some way Marissa doing those things for herself is also her indirectly showing you that she loves you too because it's her saying yes I'm taking care of me so I can then show up for you you know so I love that thank you so much for sharing that you know what's Mm -hmm. so cool about that too is you asked before you're like what are the things that you do to support yourself but then also each other like a lot of the things we support ourselves are like I said like those basic routines those basic habits but how we support each other is we ask each other because who's going to know more about how I can support you than if I ask you right like I'm not going to assume so like basically every day Kathleen will ask me like what can I do to support you today and Mm. 90% of the time it's like nothing I just got to do these things for myself cool and then I'll say okay how can I support you today and she's like just take care of you because whenever you're grounded, everything else flows from there. So mm-hmm. it's just that. Totally. And then sometimes sex. That's also a really, really good thing. <laughs> that's a cherry on top too. Yeah. Yeah. Full transparency. Uh, I love that. Thank you for adding that. And well, yeah, final little side note on that. We didn't really touch on it at all, but that's another thing which I believe is absolutely fundamental and necessary to have a good relationship. Because if you're not yes. having that physical component of it and you're not connected there, it's really hard to connect on all the other levels. So it's like, if you want totally. to have an amazing relationship, we won't like, that's a whole other topic. We won't <laughs> that, but, like, you got to figure it out. Put the work and the time yeah. and effort into that. The same way you 100%. learn to communicate and you can get a coach on that, figure out the sex stuff too. <laughs> 100%. I think um, I, I read, oh, what was it? Somebody did a thread on Instagram like a few weeks ago um, arguing about, like they were asked people to comment, like, do you think emotional has to come first or physical comes first? Or I don't remember what the question was exactly, but my argument was that you can't like, it's a simultaneous foundation that you have to build together, right? Because in that physical component, you're learning how to be emotional with it because, you know, sex is painted to be this thing that is so purely physical and for attraction and to like look hot and whatever. And it totally is, but, (laughs) but, um, there is so much emotional investment that goes into that too, because you're figuring out what the person likes, wants, needs. And then, you know, like it all shifts over into, the not so physical part as well so I love that you bring that up and that we talk about that openly because it's super important and it's not talked about enough I think in the from the approach of 
personal growth and development, but it, it totally is. It yeah. totally and, is. And Marissa and I are a little bit different in that, in the sense that, you know, she, she needs that emotional connection to then feel like, all right, I want to have sex. Like that, that mm-hmm. usually comes first versus mm-hmm. me. If, if we're, if it goes a while and we're not having as much sex and I'm like, Oh, I don't feel as emotionally connected. So I think, like you said, they, they work in tandem with each other where totally when, when you're having more sex, you feel more connected. And when you feel more connected, you're having sex. So it's just like this, this circle that's yeah. happening that they're, it's they're a not feedback with each other. Totally, totally. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. We are going to jump into our rapid fire round because we are out of time. So, Kathleen, you're new here, but and Marissa, I don't, I can't recall if we did this with you last year. But the tradition here on coming to growth is that uh, at the end, the guests get asked three questions. Um, the first two are the same for everybody, and the last one is different. Um, so there's two of you. So we'll each of you can answer uh, individually as fast as you can. We'll just switch. Uh, Kathleen, you can go first on this one. The first question is, what is your favorite quote? Oh, oh my God. I have it written on my wall in Ottawa. I haven't looked at it in a while, so I hope that I don't butcher it. But I think it is, why being endowed with the hearts of lions, do we, do we continue to show up as mice? So like it's, oh. it's by Brendan Burchard. He's really, really cool. But wow. yeah, it really speaks to like, we, we have oh all this potentiality in us and we continue to show up small. So that's, I love that one. Totally. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Marissa, go ahead. I have two. These are one of the top of the two. One of on my website is one that really speaks to me. It's from Marianne Williamson. And it's that our, our hmm. deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. It's that we're powerful beyond belief. So that's the first one. And then the second one is Dr. Seuss. It's be who you are and say what you feel because the people who matter don't mind and the people who mind don't matter. Oh my, wow. That first one shook something in me. I'm going to have to go journal about that. Wow. Mm. I'll send it to you. To recover from that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a rule breaker. Whatever. (laughs) Oh my God. When we worked together and there, and there would be like, all right, Marissa, you need to write down one thing during this meeting at work. She'd be like, I wrote down three. I was like, oh my God, always. <laughs> Overachiever. Yeah. What was that thing? Um, I get my, my affirmation from performance and from giving. And <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. No, thank you. Those were so, those are both filled with substance. I will take nothing less. <laughs> thank you. Second question, and Marcy, you can answer this one first. Um, what is the song that is currently stuck in your head? Mm. Dancing in the Moonlight is the one I was listening to this morning. So that's what I was moving around to. But again, I have to do a second nice. one. Still my nice. favorite one is, it's and I listen to it almost every day. I've got this morning playlist and Dancing in the Moonlight's on there. But there's also it's a song by Ed Sheeran called What Do I Know? And it's just oh, really about, yeah. like, it's so just like in moments when you're like, oh my gosh, like, like life is kind of crazy it helps you like zoom out and be like oh yeah that's right like love can change the world in one moment but what do I know it just like puts so much perspective on it and it's just so freeing and releasing so yeah does I love that I'm gonna answer this one honestly and I don't know why but (laughs) (laughs) I I have had a Christmas carol stuck in my head and we're (laughs) doomed I don't know why we're doing it. And I was, I 
was whistling on the first day of Christmas. My true love gave to me. Nice. I, I, I was singing it yesterday and I was looked at Marissa while we were on our walk together and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm getting ready for Christmas already. Like, so nice. No idea well, what I would say. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, in Montreal, they celebrate christmas on july 25th i think like not like christmas christmas they have like a second christmas yeah if you find yourself near montreal anytime soon you can go fulfill that christmas carol and sing it there nice thank you well it's it's not just montreal it's quebec but yeah (laughs) there you go somewhere in the world they are singing them you're good why did we not think about having two christmases before this i know genius i know what the heck um think um, that's that's my favorite part about asking that question is because I just get like the most like out of world answers because it's the first thing that comes to your mind like I've had baby shark on here before um, <laughs> and I'm fine with that okay. so thank you for sharing and the last one and this is your individual one and again you can answer uh, separately um is what does what do relationships mean to you and Kathleen you can go first what do relationships mean to me are you just talking in general or you're talking romantic relationships romantic sorry romantic Romantic relationships Mm -hmm. um I think it's for me being in this romantic relationship in particular Mm -hmm. Marissa has shown me she she's taught me how to love myself more than I was able to love myself on my own. And, and I, I keep saying this to her, but I don't think that she'll ever realize the gift that she's given to me, that she gave me the courage to, like I, like I said at the beginning, come out and, and show who I truly was and be okay with that and and even now she can the the way that she loves me and the way that she supports me it it reminds me how much I how much I matter and how lovable I am and it allows me to love myself so I think that being in a relationship it has catapulted my self-growth more than I could have ever imagined on my own Mm. so it's Mm -hmm. it's been a real blessing and I really appreciate her in my life oh that's so beautiful thank you so much for sharing oh (laughs) my heart is like beating so hard right now (laughs) thank you for for sharing that Marissa go go ahead if you have an answer after yeah try to top that one (laughs) so this is funny because romantic relationships to me they're just another thing Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's just another part of life. And I think there's a point where we fantasize them so much. And we get to this point where it's like, if I don't have this, then I'm missing out on part of life. So I think it's really Mm -hmm. important. And like what a romantic relationship is, is it's just another human experience. It's amazing human experience, but it's really just about how can you be more you and fully engage in your life. And some people I think this is why it's important to highlight this is you don't need the romantic relationship to fully engage in your life. So Mm -hmm. romantic relationships, it's yes, it's a great experience. It's beautiful. But at the end of the day, it's just another human experience. It's just another vehicle for helping you be more you and experience more life. So it's, it's not about you need this big, amazing thing. It's about does this big, beautiful, amazing thing help you be more you and help you fully engage Mm -hmm. in life? If yes, then go for it. So for me, romantic relationships, they're, they're just another thing. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say. 
I was, I was like, oh, oh no, Drama. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm about to jump into the victim role. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Go show each other your love languages after this. <laughs> I I love both of those answers so much, and I think that you, there definitely is a happy middle <laughs> between <Yes>. both of them. <laughs> but I just. I just want to thank you both so much for coming on here and having the courage to shape, tell us your experiences and just like bring such a multifaceted and important view of relationships to the table. I, this was beyond what I could have expected. So thank you so much. And where can people find you after this? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kathleen.holt underscore. And you can cool. find me on Instagram, marissa.hammond. And then you can come join our Facebook group, the Living the Life Facebook group. So if you mm-hmm. find either of us on Instagram, you can find all of our links to our websites, to um, the Facebook group, to the podcast. You can find everything there. So quick, easiest way, just go to Instagram because that's all the, the, the stuff will all be there. Yeah. And we're mm-hmm. and we're constantly dropping free content into that Facebook group, trying to help our yeah, so supporting them in living <laughs> in the life. And so mm-hmm. we, yeah, come join us. Come be a part of that community. We'd love to have you. Come live the life, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much again. And yes, all your information will be linked in the show notes for everybody listening. Um, but you are both so incredible. I cannot wait to keep following along with your journey and to be living the life right alongside you. Mm-hmm. And we will touch base soon. Hopefully. Amazing. Yeah. It was so time. good to meet you, Marianne. Ah, thank you so Bye. much. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you. that was this week's episode thank you so much again to marissa and kathleen for their incredible contribution to this incredible conversation and i hope that you were just as struck as i was when you were listening to that and i hope that you were just taking it all in because it truly truly changed how i view the way that i want to show up in my relationships in the future so incredible women saying incredible things spreading just the most incredible energy. I hope that you were just as fulfilled after that as I was. So remember to check out more and be updated on the latest podcast episodes and news. You can check out the podcast on Instagram. It's at Commitment to Growth Podcast as well as on Facebook. You can check me out on TikTok. It's at Commitment to Growth for some funny content of me trying to figure out TikTok transitions. (laughs) And reminder that Commitment to Growth, my holistic fitness and health and self-development platform that has chunked my personal training business with the podcast together to have a holistic health platform for you to get tips and insights on fitness, physical health, self-growth and improvement is up and that is at Commit to Growth as well on Instagram and the website is www.committogrowth.com. So I've got some blog posts on there, some packages with an exciting uh, giveaway coming up if you're looking for a personal trainer in your area if you're in Victoria BC or soon to be potentially Vancouver keep your eye out for that and again thank you so much for being here and for listening and for taking the time the time out of your day to listen I hope you know how much your presence is valued here and how forward how much forward 
I think that's the word, how forward I look, whatever, we're going with it, how forward I look to future conversations with you and future conversations on growth where we can all grow together. That is it for this week. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time. Thank you.